Hello. I'm back. There's a story. But anyway. And we have intro and outro music. I have no idea what on earth happened with my laptop. So I have an old one and I have a new one. And I kind of have been using the old one. Because it just has all my stuff on it. And anyway, that one day, from one day to another, it literally broke can't work it can't turn it on can't do anything and so I lost my intro outro music and then for some reason somehow my cloud connected to my new laptop months later and I have my intro outro music super random I've got no idea how that all worked but we have music and I'm putting the music on because I have a new listener to the podcast so I am going to give a shout out to that listener I gave a shout out to him when I did um the Jesus plus therapy episode, but depending on how if you could be bothered listening through that to that terrible audio, um you might not have heard it. But my husband, Stevie, is listening to the podcast now. It only took him four years, but that's okay. Um and he suggested he said he really likes the intro outro music. So um I'm gonna be putting that on just because he thinks it's it sounds good. He prefers it. Um, in saying all of that, let me take this moment to thank, to thank and welcome uh, all the Connected Adventist podcast listeners. As inconsistent as I have been with my uploading of late, it is a humbling experience. When I do upload and I have a look at analytics and the number of downloads just continues to increase and I feel like I'm that bad friend that never replies Um, (laughs) because, yeah, you guys are all showing up. You're still listening to episodes. There's obviously still, um, so my analytics can tell me when it's like new listeners, so people that haven't been listening and that number keeps growing. So Praise God that, yeah, you guys still want to hang out with me even when I'm being a busy friend. Um, So cool. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys still hanging out with me. All right. So the reason why it has been a little minute since I last uploaded is there's a lot of stuff going on. But anyway, um. The main reason why I haven't uploaded in the last two weeks is because my family have been on a road trip and yeah, you know what? So I tell myself, okay, I'm just going to take those two weeks and not think about the podcast, not think about my online stuff because when, even when I don't upload, I'm still thinking about stuff I want to share with you. But it just doesn't happen because of time, because of this car and our caravan situation. I just don't have the same amount of opportunities to record. And it's cold and dark. And so in the mornings, I don't really feel like coming out in the car at four o'clock in the morning and recording. And then come the night time of late, I was working on assignments, studying for exams. So by the time I'd get to bed, it was midnight and I had to prioritize my studies. So anyway... Long story short, I just wasn't working out. But I constantly have the podcast in the back of my mind, primarily. Then I have TikTok because I am currently doing the 
um, empty pews to a million views challenge with Justin Koo. So I have TikTok as my second priority. Um, and I guess it's just in the back of my mind. But on the holidays, I was like, I don't want to feel guilty and feel bad about not uploading for these next two weeks. I just want to I just want to enjoy my holidays and because I'm still doing the TikTok challenge, so I still had to be uploading um, and writing content ideas for the TikToks. Anyway, whatever. Okay, moving on. I want to share with you some stuff that, um, some insights that I had during the holidays. And if you're on my personal Facebook, which is Catalina Navarro Arevalo, feel free to jump on over. Um, it's... It's, it's a ministry outreach page. It's not really, I just connect with a lot of people through that page. Um, and it is, I have a decent amount of people on that page, which I like to minister to through my page. So you can jump on there, send me a friend's request. If I'm taking a little long to add you, just send me a DM and I will add you instantly. Because I get a lot of requests from a lot of random people. And so I just... Sometimes I just don't add people because I'm like, i got no idea who you are. I have had, let's be honest, I have had people asking me what I think about penis sizes. Um, I have had guys asking me to send nude pictures of myself. I have had one guy who has offered to be my sugar daddy and willing to give me $5,000 a month. I get such randomness from Facebook men in particular that I'm kind of hesitant to just add people if I don't if I'm not in the mood so if you are a listener please feel free to send a friend request and if I'm taking a bit long just send me a dm and I'll add you straight away unless you're going to ask me what I think about penis size then I will instantly block you because that's generally what I do. Once I start getting sketchy DMs, I'm just like blocked, no replying. There is, a, to the guy that asked me about penis sizes, I actually did send him a message. I replied and I told him, you know what? God gave everyone the size that they needed. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? There's probably more important things about you as an individual than the size of your penis. It's probably better that you work on reflecting the character of Christ. I'm sure women will be more impressed by that than by what's in your pants. I literally replied that. Okay. So the insights from my holidays, our road trip, I did share them briefly on Facebook. Um, but I wanted to just hone in on a few of the insights for this podcast because it really, um, I don't know, I just felt, I think just where I am right now, there's, there's so much going on. Anyway, I guess I'll tell you, might as well tell you all now. So I've been given an opportunity to be the well-being the title is a well-being officer, which I don't like. So I'm hoping I'm able to call myself the well-being ambassador or something. Um, so I will be taking on that position at Tweed Valley Adventist College at the beginning of third term, which is next week. And I'm super excited about that. Like that is, anyway, that's a podcast episode on itself. But anyway, I will be starting there two days a week. I will be doing uni part-time. I will be doing TAFE part-time. 
and I've been given the opportunity to work at a soup kitchen to volunteer and to help sort of run that, which I'm just so excited about. And then I have a weekly Bible study that I take and then I'm doing Spanish tutoring another afternoon. So the next six months is going to be just madness, but that's okay because I tend to thrive off that kind of craziness. Moving on. So I got a lot going on and I felt that these two weeks, it just, I could tell it was going to be, there was going to be a lot of renewal. I could tell there was going to be a lot of just deep moments with me and God as I just spent time with my family and we hung out. One of the biggest things, and this was the biggest thing that I really wanted to share, but um, apart from that, I will add to the other points. I realized how important it is to go to church. Now, our family is the kind of Adventist family that even when we're on holidays, we go to church. We don't tend to generally go on holidays and just be like, oh, we're not going to church. Um, Just never, never kind of been like that. So the at this trip the first sabbath we didn't go to church we're hanging out with our friends we had like our own little bible study sermon with some friends and then we kind of did our thing and then we closed sabbath and then we did our thing because we're in preparation for um our friend's wedding so that was kind of doable that was all right then come the second sabbath I said to Stevie, I'm like, babe, we need to go to church. And Stevie's the same as me. So Stevie's like, yeah, let's go. The girls were kind of like, but mom, let's go for a nature walk. Let's go somewhere, you know, let's go to the beach. And then Naomi's so sweet. She prepared a sermon for us. Um, And then before she prepared the sermon, I'm like, no, baby, look, I really feel it's important for us to go to church. And what I had noticed in whatever that would have been like in the seven days from one sabbath where we didn't go to church to the next sabbath because we'd been doing so much traveling we'd been doing a lot of like recreational things we'd been doing a lot of touristy things we'd been driving in the car a lot i felt we were so busy on like in holiday mode that I don't know how to say this in a way that, I mean, it's not as harsh as what it's going to sound like, but it's going to, anyway, it felt like we weren't Christians. Now, the reason why I say it felt like we weren't Christians was because I felt there was such a disconnect from our community. And having missed that Sabbath at church, like I knew the girls, their mind was somewhere else. Like it wasn't really... I don't know if it makes sense. Like, like I could tell they weren't like in the Sabbath spirit. Make that whatever you interpret that to be. But I could just sense. You could just sense like they just kept forgetting it was Sabbath. They kept wanting to like go look at, watch something or whatever. And our girls don't watch a lot of stuff. But they were like asking to watch things. And um, they were just doing things that we don't normally do on Sabbath. And it just felt like we were constantly reminding them. Like, girls, it's Saturday. Like, it's it's Sabbath today. We're not going to do that. So come the second, the second Sabbath, we'd been so busy. We'd done so many things. 
because we were traveling like ridiculous amounts, like one day, some days we'd drive four and a half hours, another day we'd drive seven hours and whatever. Devotionals were very consistent. Family worships were non-existent. And then, you know, came Friday, Sabbath, I felt it so essential for us to go to church because, like I said, it felt like we had not been Christians for the last six days. Not that we did things that weren't Christian, but there was just such a disconnect from God for me personally that I was like, no, I, I'm going to make the decision that we're all going to go to church. And it was lovely. Like, it was so sweet. We went to um, a church in Wangaratta. It was a little kind of country church, which is kind of our thing. It's one of those churches when you walk through the door, like every member's excited because they're like, wow, we've never seen them before, um, which is very different, I guess, to like Mwollomba or maybe like larger churches where people are just walking in and out and, you know, like you can literally go in and leave and, and no one would have even noticed that you went in and left um, just because it's so busy. It's so big. So it was really sweet. They had potluck. We got to hang out with some people. We got to chat with some people who were, there was one lady that we met who was a convert of Gateway Church in Melbourne. Then we met um, another girl who she had been quite active at Gateway Church. And it was just really good. Like it was just, that was my kind of Sabbath. So it was, it was a really special Sabbath. And it felt like It felt like there was pulse again in my faith or in my connection. I don't know. There was just something that happened. And as I kind of reflected on what that, what going to church did, it was kind of like, you know, when someone flatlines, when, you know, their heart has stopped beating and they put those, those things on their chest. I don't know what they're called, you know they electrocute them or whatever it is um it felt like sabbath was literally that like it just brought our heart back to life and as i kind of reflected on that whole idea of like just how much we needed to go to church because we just we we got so busy and our schedule was and our routine was so all over the place that there was no devotional time, like, as a family. I still had my prayer time, depending on how early we were leaving, depending on how late we went to bed the night before. Like, I was still praying, but it just wasn't consistent. You know, some days we'd go to bed at, like, 11.30, and that might be because we drove really late, and so by the time we got into the motel or the hotel, um, we'd get changed and then go out for dinner, and by the time we kind of walked around and, and, you know went and explored a little bit by the time we got back it was like 10 30 and then brushing teeth and then everyone settling and actually falling asleep and anyway that was that so I really felt impressed God really placed on my heart how important it is when you haven't been one you haven't made time in your own schedule to have those daily moments with God and when you're in an atmosphere in an environment where you're not around Christians how important how significant and how much life can be given to your spirituality just by going to church 
even if you don't have your devotional time, even if you don't have worship time, even if you aren't hanging out with Christians, you don't work with Christians, you don't socialize with Christians, you don't do, you know, your hobbies with Christians, but going to church on Sabbath can do so much for your spirituality and even like even I was like even if it's not profound just being in community with like-minded people it's going to it's going to do something like I promise you it's going to do something so that was one of the points second point and I'll do second and third point together I had such an appreciation for my husband and my children by the end of that trip. I think for someone who has always been very like an extrovert, I'm always hanging out with people. I look for opportunities to hang out with people. There was so much value and gratitude and just being with my husband and my and my girls like it was so sweet just us four and i realized there is a level of loyalty commitment and dedication that you get from your spouse or your partner your boyfriend your girlfriend when it's healthy again i want to emphasize when it's a healthy relationship there is such a degree of companionship. Like it was just so sweet just riding with Stevie. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. Going and seeing things together. Um, even when we were driving seven hours and he was just just chilling driving and I was just writing notes or reading my Bible or just looking out the window because my phone had no reception so I wasn't on my phone a lot. It was just cool. It was just cool just having just that, that there was there was someone there. And I guess, you know, for many people, you, you can find that in, like, a friend and you can have that um, in a sibling or in a parent. Like, just that one, that one person who's just there is pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. And I guess for me, who has always longed, you know, to have that really close best friend or... Um, like my brother and I, we kind of have different interests. We do different things. And honestly, for me, I, fe- I feel like because none of my family are at Adventists, there's always been like a distance because we do things differently and we have different interests, you know. And it doesn't necessarily have to be because we're Adventists, you know. You've got plenty of families who they might be they might have the same faith, but they have different interests or they might not even have a faith and they still have different interests. Like I see families that you know religions are not the core essence of who they they are or or their identity and yet they still don't get along with their siblings or they don't have common interests or you know they don't even talk to their siblings so um yeah my faith is definitely not the deciding factor that kind of has created that um difference in interests but yeah, it was def. It was it was really just. I was so at peace, and just so thankful. Like having my husband there, where he wanted to go, I wanted to go, and where I wanted to go, he wanted to go, and we'd come up with random ideas to like divert 
um, to go to somewhere else that he discovered or somewhere that I discovered and we're like, yeah, let's go. Like, it was just like, okay, let's make it happen. It was super special. I was, I was really, really thankful and, um, God really made me see that. And then with my kiddos, like, it was so cool just mucking around with them. Like, we got up to so much mischief. We played around so much. We had so much fun and we argued a lot and there was a lot of issues. Like, trust me, the road trip was not all perfect. Um, I feel, honestly, I reckon it would have been like 60, 40. 60 good to 40 bad like it was pretty it was almost 50 50 um some days I swear it was probably the other way around it was like 60 like torture um and 40 that you could come out of and be like okay that was kind of fun um but overall like yeah like my 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 kids are just turning into little people and you know I found like friendship in them we had so much fun we annoyed each other. It was just so, so sweet. Like, I really came out of that trip and I was like, God, thank you for my family. Like, we've just cultivated such a good bond. Yeah, with my with my girls. Like, you know, it's only by God's mercy and his grace that my daughters can enjoy my company and we can have fun together. So that was another thing. And I felt it was a really heavy insight and point of reflection for me as a parent that I don't want to lose that with my children. Like, I don't want um, life to kind of keep changing and evolving to the point where my kids don't want to hang out with me or um, my kids don't enjoy my company and I was really thankful to God that at this point and at this stage in their life, like, we like hanging out with each other. Like, it was really, really sweet. So, yeah, and I was like, God, please make sure I never do anything to lose that with my daughters. I never want to sacrifice that for anything. So that was really sweet. And then... The third point, which I think was really kind of significant for us as we kind of went through the whole trip, is being aware of, like, how the devil wants to try and destroy and steal the joy from family moments. I remember as a teenager, there is, like, three or four memories that I have of our family doing things as a family. And all those those four memories of specific outings where like our family it was like a big deal it was like I remember we went to Toowoomba to see the flower festival <clears throat> I remember we got to Toowoomba and mum's crying and dad's angry like that's what I remember of the trip I remember like I, there's like a there's like a visual memory where I can see myself in the car and then I see where we got to some kind of lookout and we're kind of overlooking the valleys in Toowoomba and I, I can see mum she's bawling her eyes out and dad's like three meters away just like angry fuming and I, I that's one thing that has always stuck with me I always remember that when my parents tried to do like family things it never was fun it never was a happy moment there was always something that happened to disrupt that 
that the memory that I have of something that my parents intended to be like this great outing just was ended up in everyone in tears and everyone uncomfortable and everyone didn't know what to do because mom and dad had had a fight and then me and my brother just kind of there awkward not knowing what to do and I realized the same in our trip like the most random things would happen and we've just we're laughing we're all having a good time and like in a second something would happen like Naomi would get annoyed with Chloe Chloe would get annoyed with Naomi I'd get upset at Stevie Stevie'd get upset with me like there was just there was always like this like it was like a flick of a switch where I'm just like what on earth how did this how did we just end up escalating and having this massive blow up over whatever she's the girls would be like she's got her stuff on my side of the car and she's got this or um I can't think of any reasons I can't think of any situations where we had it with Stevie but anyway stupid things the dumbest things would creep in and if you weren't vigilant if you weren't watching and waiting to see when these things were happening like it would just spoil the day spoil the afternoon spoil the morning like it just was like thankfully Stevie and I have gone to a point where if something happens within 10 minutes we're talking we've been very intentional about never making anything be something and even like there have been massive things massive things that we've had to work through and you know max an hour and we're talking it might not be like hey babe hey sweetie hey honey it might not be like that but we're still like would you be able just to help me with this or did you want you know a hot drink like we're very intentional of like moving on we probably don't resolve the things in the best way because sometimes sometimes we just like pretend it didn't happen um but we're very intentional and I'm so thankful for that of the idea of all right we've just had a massive blow up but guys we're not going to hold on to that we're not going to let it spoil the rest of the afternoon or we're not gonna you know let it linger and steal even more from this outing this experience these memories whatever it was that was one thing that I was really aware of and by the end of the trip I kind of was like like I'm not gonna play this game like not today Satan not today I was like no um I kind of became way more aware of it by the end of it which kind of was a bit too late but at the same time I was like oh okay I know to look out for it then the other thing was when things wouldn't work out so it's not that it was anyone's particular fault but if things didn't work to plan we could quickly get really discouraged and even get frustrated that things didn't work out so we decided we were going to book accommodation in certain places and then in other places we were like well let's just book it closer to the date so maybe like two or three days before we went to that location we'd start looking for somewhere to stay some some places were literally it was the night before so we were in Melbourne and we had to go to Canberra and it was like the night before that we were looking for accommodation 
in Canberra and they're like oh sorry we're booked out it's school holidays and we're like oh no and you know I'd write all these numbers down of places to ring and as I'm working my way down the list there's like 10 numbers and I'm like down to like the sixth number that's told us they're booked out I'm I'm starting to worry like I'm starting to freak out because I'm like okay there's only four numbers I'm hoping we're going to be able to find this anyway long story short there were so many situations where even when things didn't work out things worked out and they worked out better than we could have planned. So we, I made a booking for, they said it was a hotel. So it's advertised as a hotel. We rock up there. It's a backpackers hostel and it's everything that you expect from a backpackers hostel. So it's not the nicest. It's not the prettiest. We're literally all on four bunk beds and because they're adult bunk beds, they're like an oversized bunk bed. So it's super high. Anyway, we get in. No big issue for me. I'm the kind of person like when you know things haven't worked out, I'm just like, let's just make the most of it. Like I'm not going to be making a big deal about it and going on and you know, whatever. I was like, it's okay. The girl said it was like dirty. It wasn't dirty. They just clean with bleach. Like everything was bleached. (laughs) So anyway, I said to Glow, I'm like, look, it's actually not dirty, Chloe. That smell that you think is a, is a dirty smell, it's actually a bleach smell. But she was for some reason associating it with urinals and male toilets, which, you know, it's a valid association. But anyway, whatever. Stevie's like, nah, babe, like, we're not staying here. He's like, I'm all for, like, budget holidays, but we're not staying here. So we stayed the first night. We, thankfully, by God's grace, we were able to cancel that one, and they gave us a full refund, and then we managed to find somewhere else. It was like a two-bedroom executive suite, and it was only a little bit more than the backpackers. So we got a really good deal, super comfortable, It was probably the nicest, maybe the second nicest place where we stayed. And it was like a really good deal. There were so many situations where we saw God just still like give us a pretty good outcome to situations where it was looking like it was going to be real bad, like really, really bad. And that was another insight that I had. I'm like, you know what, as much as we plan ahead, even when we can't have our preferences or have, you know, what we were hoping to have, God still works it out. There's a long story about the snow, but I'm not even going to go into that because we will be here for an hour. Um, that was that. One thing that I will say, which was another thing that God really convicted me on, is when our holidays were going to plan legit you just wouldn't even think of having communion with God like you just were like all right let's go to parliament house and okay let's go you know up this like massive tower in was it Sydney in Sydney let's go do this and you would just so you were functioning on your own plans that there was nowhere where I had these moments where I was like, God, thank you so much. Like, look at how awesome this is. Like, oh, I, I honestly, I felt so disconnected from God this trip. And I didn't like it. The, the busyness of doing our holiday 
just yeah really yeah really put me in a place where I was like not connecting with God intentionally throughout the day and stuff which is what I'm usually used to like I'm I'm way more I think when I'm just doing the daily routine I'm more intentional of of making that time to have you know a short prayer or um, I'm very intentional about being thankful about things like I'll thank God for the weather and I'll thank God that you know I have a car like I literally thank God that I can poo random point but yes I there are so many things that I like thank God for I thank God for water I thank God for just my shoes like there's so many things that I thank God and I'm, I'm, I'm always just very attentive of demonstrating my gratitude to God and I didn't have that for like two weeks and as much as I was aware of it there just wasn't time like you were just investing in the girls and like having fun with the girls and trying to make sure that everything worked out and then when things didn't work out then you're trying to fix things and anyway that was kind of disappointing and the conviction was very strong when our days at the snow weren't working out or when anything wasn't working out you know you it was I felt like I was so quick to reach out to God when things weren't going to plan like my instinctive response was oh God you know the girls really want to go to the snow and you know I'm not going to be able to go and it was then when I was like oh that's right God's there but when everything was great like I was like, oh, you know, awesome. This has worked out and, and we're going to go there and we're going to go here. And there was none. Oh, anyway. Okay. I felt really bad. I felt like I enjoyed everyone's company but God's on those two weeks. And for me, like, oh. um, Yeah, for me, he's like someone who's really into, I'm not like, I am a quality time kind of person. And so when I know I'm not giving God time, I know that, like, he misses me. And I don't like him missing me because I don't like it when I miss people. I don't like it when he misses me. So, yeah, anyway, they were insights of my holidays. I'm sure that there is a lot that's going to be happening in this new season of my life as I undertake this new position that God has allowed me um, to fulfill and to be part of such like a community that I have so much respect for, to be able to be part of the TVAC staff is just a privilege that I honestly never could have imagined would have been an opportunity for me but anyway I'm gonna do an episode just on that and I'll guide you well not guide you I'll tell you the whole process of of how that came about and I guess the challenges that I had to face in accepting that calling and then just yeah trusting God and making sure that I continue to follow my divine calling and being very aware of the dangers 
of how other things can be so tempting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But we'll do that next time. So thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate every single one of you um, that click on that little Connected Adventist um, podcast library logo icon thing. Thank you so much for hanging out and I pray that, yeah, wherever you guys are at, that this episode may have spoken to your soul. Like I pray, so I, for those who are like new to the connected community, I, my prayer time for every episode is really heavy because I, I'm the kind of person, like, here we go, 30 minutes more, add 30 more minutes to your drive. Um, I'm the kind of person that when I'm having internal thoughts, I have been very intentional, intentional, I've been very intentional about making those, because I overthink, I overthink everything in my life. But I overthink things in a way that I process it. You have overthinkers who overthink things and play and put themselves like in a really dark, bad, bad place. I don't overthink like that. I mean, sometimes I do. Yeah, sometimes I do. But if I'm in an emotionally kind of stable place, I can overthink stuff and get really worked up about stuff. And it gets kind of dark. But then... I'm pretty good at pulling myself out of that. Not every situation works out as quickly as I would like, but generally I don't stay there. Some people overthink and they're overthinking things that happened 20 years ago and they're processing like as if it just happened. Um, I'm by God's grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't have that because I have been in that stage and those who have been around from the beginning, you guys would know. Um... So I will overthink things, but my mind just doesn't stop. Like I'm like last night I slept so bad because I woke up and I just felt like really well rested. And so I started thinking about stuff at work. And then I started thinking about stuff with this soup kitchen. And then I started thinking about stuff with TAFE. And then I started thinking about stuff with uni. And then I'm doing a, like a, I'm doing a little talk at TAFE tomorrow to some new students. And so I was thinking about that. And then I'd jump back to, you know, stuff at work. And then I'd jump back to like my personal practice and stuff, you know, with my framework and things that I want to do with my counseling. And it was just craziness. It was like my brain was on a trampoline and it just was bouncing around nonstop. That's my kind of overthinking. Anyway, I have no idea where I was going with that point. I have no idea. (laughs) Oh, that's so annoying. Okay, I don't know where I was going. Maybe I'll remember, but at this stage... We're just going to have to leave it with my brain stuck midair. Because <laughs> I cannot remember why I was telling you that about my overthinking brain. Yeah. Okay. We will have to move on because I feel like I might have to pause for five minutes before I actually remember what I was going to say to you. 
on that point. But I will be sharing, yes, next episode, I will share with you the journey to being the well-being ambassador at TVAC and my personal struggles with that decision, with accepting that role because it wasn't quite as easy as I would have liked. But okay, all right, let's move on. So my prayer, my hope, and my desire. So until, and, wow, until next time, my prayer, my hope, and my desire is that you stay warm in God's love, that you stay cool for Jesus' name, and may you stay on fire with the Holy Spirit as he continues to guide you and continues to impress on your heart whatever it is that you need for this season of your life. I know the lessons and the insights were very clear for me after this trip, and it just has been beneficial. And I think for God to show me that now is definitely in preparation for what is to come. In the busyness of what's going to happen with everything I'll be trying to carry for the rest of this year. Um, yeah, it was it was lessons that God was like, Catalina, like you're going to need this for the next six months. I'm very aware that those insights were to prepare me to not have that happen in the next six months. May the Holy Spirit continue to guide you as well. May he give you those deep, profound insights that will help you in the week that's to come, in the months that's to come, and in the years that's to come, so that you're able to have the walk and have the journey that you want to have with Christ and that he desires for you as well. All right, till next time. Ciao for now.